So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Jay Benjamin Hartley. I just gave you guys my full name. Many of you think it's Ben. Ha! My name's Jay, just the letter J. <laughs> it's for real, actually. Welcome to the show. Listen, uh, I'm feeling zany today. You're welcome. The entire purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. And I'm always taking different angles at it, different jabs, uh, interviewing other experts. Occasionally, I go solo and just unload whatever's on my mind at the time. Um, but today's episode is going to be kind of cool. You know, I talk a lot about niching down, niching down, you know, pigeonholing yourself. I talk a lot about becoming the expert at, at uh, well, whatever it is that you want to be the expert in as a way to really differentiate yourself within the industry. And today we're going to talk about this from maybe a different angle. A lot of times I talk about niching down, you know, in the broader sense between like weddings, headshots, portraiture, uh, newborn photography, whatever it may be. Um, but we're going to stay within the, the wedding realm, but but actually go more specifically to the elopement space. And, and, and you know, I'm going to get a chance to ask my guest, Maddie May, uh, if this is true. But when I think of elopements, I often think about the destination wedding space. And so we'll get a chance to maybe dive in further on, on how much of a crossover there is and what's the difference. But we're going to be talking about destinations, about elopements, uh, and how Maddie May has carved out an incredible space for her business to thrive. And so if that's you, if, 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 if you're interested in that, then you better perk your ears up because I got Maddie May with us. She's been shooting weddings for a little over 10 years since she was 17. She's addicted to travel and adventure in new places. And she has built up invent Adventure Instead. It's such a good domain, adventureinstead.com. I love that, Adventure Instead, uh, to over 100 elopements, right? She's got three full-time photographers. They only photograph elopements, you guys. This is so incredible, so rad. I know there's a lot of us out there who like when we get that one elopement, that one destination, we just like, oh, we get so excited. Only elopements is what she's up to. And now she's on a mission to help other photographers find fulfillment by stepping into the world of elopements themselves. Maddie to the May, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great, Ben. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm stoked. <laughs> yes, me too. I'm feeling it. 
All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. So let's unpack this for just like a, a minute. How on earth did you end up getting to the place that you're now photographing only elopements, you're doing a hundred elopements a year. Like, like what was the journey into discovering that elopements were a thing that was possible to build your entire business around? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I have a background in photographing big weddings. So like I said, I, I started photographing weddings when I was 17 Really, back in high school, I think my first wedding was my my high school teacher's daughter (laughs) for like, I don't know, like $500 or something, you know, wherever a lot of people start out. Um, And I, um, I, I kept photographing big weddings through, through college. I took a little detour, actually. A lot of people don't know. I actually first studied engineering when I was in college. I studied like civil engineering. That's what I thought I wanted to do. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I had this kind of funny life where like in the summers I'd be photographing weddings and like loving it and loving being creative and, um, really, um, feeling like I was having meaning and purpose. And then I'd go back to the semester of school and doing statics and physics and, like being good at it, but just not, not feeling fulfilled. And, you know, it came to a head and I just, you know, I, I, I didn't think photography was a, uh, was a feasible career option. Like I really did not <laughs> going into it. Um, <laughs> I was like, that's like a pipe dream. Like that's not trying to be like, 
you know, a singer or a model or, you know, like a professional basketball player, like no one gets to like photograph destination elopements as a living. Like that's nuts. I love um, it. Real quick. That makes me feel really good. Cause I look at those things and I'm like, that's impossible. But if you just threw photography into that and I'm pulling it off, maybe I got something going. Maybe yeah. I got something going on. I always I thought mean, of it as like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> you know, like I like I I really I really didn't think it was possible. And I mean, and it, it, if you think about it, it is just as impressive as, you know, being a professional as, you know, as a musician or any other kind type of creative field. Like it is hard. It is freaking competitive and um yeah and it you know takes a lot of hard work to uh to to get there but you know i came to a head of just like i don't want to be an engineer like i could be but i don't actually want to be like i'm a total super nerd like absolutely love nerding out about stuff but um i decided to take that nerdiness apply it 100% to my business and be like okay if i put all my effort into figuring out how to be successful here. Like, I think I could figure it out. So I did, a, I switched over and I did a business marketing degree, which uh, was probably the best decision I ever made for my own business is just educating myself and investing in learning like how to run a business and how, and how, how, you know, how marketing works, like how you get inquiries, like how you develop a marketing plan that actually makes inquiries and bookings happen. You know, it's, it's not magic. It's not voodoo. Like there are actual (laughs) strategies to make it work. Um, and so that's what I just obsessed about learning and just soaked up every single thing in my, in my degree and applied it to my, to my, to my business. Um, and I was still shooting big, big, big weddings at the time. Um, and I don't think that I really realized that there was a disconnect for me with big weddings until I, um, you know, I was shooting a lot of outdoor mountainous weddings. Um, my portfolio, like a lot of the images probably looked like elopement I- images because I was shooting a lot of mountaintop stuff. Um, for You're in bigger, Colorado, right? I am in Colorado. Yeah. So that's so. like backyard territory. Totally. Yeah. I live about an hour from Rocky Mountain National Park. So that um, helps a bunch. So, you know, uh, there was a, a couple of things that, that aligned for me that made me find out that elopements were the right move. And it was a combination of, you know, learning a lot in marketing about the power of, you know, a niche brand and a really powerful you know, specific, um, polarizing brand message, um, and niche marketing, you know, that was on my mind. I, at the same time, got hired by a couple from Texas about three weeks before they wanted to come elope in Colorado. And they had never been to the mountains before. They're like, well, you're a local, like you probably know where the coolest place to get married is. Like, why don't you just find a spot in Rocky and tell us and like, we'll go there. And that was just like an unbelievable, like, wow, like you want me to pick out where you get married? Are you serious? Um, Like, heck yeah, I'll find you the damn best spot. Like no doubt. (laughs) So, um, and so, um, yeah. So when I photographed that, that, that first elopement, you know, combining, um, that, that experience of being in, being in some of the most inspiring nature that makes me feel so at home and so at peace and so whole and, seeing that you can get married in a way that isn't about a 200 person stressful party. That's a performance and production for everyone else that you can get married and it be just a celebratory and like even more meaningful and intentional and special and the emotions that come out and the way a couple is so free 
and safe to be themselves and there's no pressure. They're not on a stage. They're not the center of attention for a whole bunch of people that they may or may not know super well. Like it rocked my world. Like that experience was life changing for me. Um, and, um, I just decided at that moment that this, you know, little, little spark of genius came into my mind of like, you know what? I think I could build a business just photographing these types of people. Like there's gotta be more. Like if I'm after photographing, you know, over a hundred weddings, like, uh, am so blown away by this experience. Like, I think this idea could catch fire. Like I think more people, when they find out that they can get married this this way, like more people can do it. Like I can convince other people that this is the way that they should get, uh, that, you know, this is a really beautiful and like stress-free alternative way to get, to, to, to get married. Like I want more people to have that option. And I, yeah, I, I, I really went for kind of a, uh, a, I'm either going to do this or I'm not going to shoot big weddings anymore. You know, once I found out there was an alternative, like I got real jaded real fast with the big wedding industry. And, you know, um, it's this machine that's built to steamroll couples in my opinion. Um, and so I, uh, yeah, I, um, took all of my marketing knowledge and I took those images from that very first elopement I photographed in Rocky Mountain National Park and I leveraged them in a strategic way to book 30 elopements for the following season and fully transitioned my business from photographing 100% big traditional weddings to 100% only elopements um, within 12 to 18 months, depending on how you look at it. So, Yeah, dude, it's awesome. So I got to define some terms here. Uh, you got some, you got, <laughs> I love hearing you. you. You said it earlier, like you're pretty polarizing. So there's, you got a lot of hate for the big weddings in, in you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you know, gonna, you I, big I'm going to challenge you on that though. Like I actually don't have a hate for big weddings. I have a absolute hands down love for elopements. Like, let me be okay, clear about gotcha. that. Like, okay, cool, I don't. Cool. That's what I was hearing. <laughs> so when you say big weddings though, define big wedding for me. Sure. So, I mean, the term, you know, where the line is between wedding and elopement, I feel like a lot of, you know, there is no line, first of all. There's no line of like this many people is a wedding and this many people is an elopement. I've spent a lot of time trying to find to define what an elopement is, obviously, because I think that word confuses a lot of people because if you look it up in the dictionary it says it's the act of running off and secretly and to get married like that's still what dictionary.com says eloping is whereas like my experience over photographing several hundred elopements now and you know having a business that gets 70 elopement inquiries a month like my experience is that that's not what an elopement is. And so I've kind of spent some time like redefining that term and like what elopement means. And it's cool. Actually, you'll see if you Google around, like you'll see modern definitions of elopements popping up, like actual dictionaries are like starting to change it, which is very cool to see in the sense of like, it no longer means that two people running away for kind of a secret, you know, non-approved wedding, you know, that's, you know, kind of shameful and like something tacky and last minute and not really well thought through. 
Um, and so um, I think like with millennials, because, you know, elopements are trending so hard with millennials right now, those stats are incredible. Um, it's, you know, the definition is actively changing, like as we speak. Um, for me and my business, like I've defined an elopement as an intentionally small, like in, intentionally small, intimate and meaningful, authentic wedding experience. That's a true reflection of your relationship where the focus of the day is really about the two of you. And I think that focus part is probably the thing for me having, having photographed a lot of weddings between one and 200 people, like a lot of them, sorry, two, you have to have two people to get married. Um, um, it that, is 2019, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, bet maybe. I haven't photographed a one person elopement yet. So, <laughs> um, is the photo shoot of my dog count? I don't know, but, <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so I, I think the focus of the day part is the part for me personally, that is the line between a wedding and an elopement. I think an elopement is where the focus of the day is like actually about the couple, like hundred percent. What do they want? Like is, is, is every minute of the day, like, are they able to savor that? Are they able to like do and be, um, exactly who, 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 uh, exactly who they want to be is the experience about them or is the experience about satisfying guest needs and is the experience about it like is the focus of, of the day about other things about it being a production about it being something else that the couple kind of gets lost in and yes that's definitely a subjective definition um, but you know I've been at a 20 person day that felt 100% like an elopement. Like every single person who was there was there for the couple. They were there to support, love, and celebrate, and none of them made the day about themselves. And I've also been at a 20-person day that felt like a 200-person wedding with the exact same amount of stress and chaos and everyone else stealing focus and making the day about them and stressing out the couple and so I don't think it has anything to do with guest count, really, um, about what an elopement is and what a big wedding is. I think the intention behind it. And yeah, to be honest, some of that has to, has to do with like who you invite and what energy they're bringing to your, to your day. Like some, somewhat like your guests can define a little bit about whether you're eloping or having a big wedding. So yeah. And, and, and. When I think elopements, I tend to also think that type of uh, a destination experience. Is that um, just uh, is that rooted in anything? Is that is that accurate, or would you say no? Um, so I think it's a common m- misconception that people like only elope in Iceland and Colorado and the West Coast. Like, I definitely don't think that that's true. Like, yes, a lot of people do destination elopements, but a lot of people do destination weddings too. And I I think it's, you know, logistically probably easier to go to a destination if the group is smaller. So there probably are more destination elopements than destination weddings. Um, But people, you know, people who want to elope are everywhere and like people elope everywhere. I mean, if you think about all the people who have big weddings versus destination weddings, like a lot of people want to get married closer to the home, to their own home and to the places that are meaningful to them. And so, yeah, like there's a big market for destination elopements. Um, but I think there's a lot more couples who 
would be totally like up for eloping in their favorite brewery or their backyard or the open space near their house that they hike with their dog every day. Um, like you can, I, I absolutely think you, you do not have to live in a destination area or travel all the time to be an elopement photographer. Um, you, you know, I think, um, m- like more than half of the couples that, that I photographed elopements for were initially considering a big wedding. I, I think that couples just most, I think a lot of couples just don't know, like just don't know that it's an option. And I think that the more elopement photographers there are out there, like, giving couples like the space and the option to do it and helping them plan it and dream it up and giving them the expertise and the guidance. Like I think, um, I think the more of those type of people that we have, um, that, um, that like the more elopements that we're going to see, um, all over the place. I mean, you know, you can elope in New York city or Chicago or your hometown, like an elopement is a meaningful wedding day. That's about the two of you. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be in a crazy destination. Yeah. Do you, do you have any good stories? I mean, I imagine that at least in my experience, whenever I do have the opportunity to photograph an elopement, uh, one of my favorite things is this, the ability to, to actually connect with not just the couple, but like the friends and the family, there is a certain intentionality, typically smaller group. And so I have that opportunity to, to settle in with them and, and it tends to, you know, it's less of, at least for me, just showing up doing the thing and then going home. And sometimes I find myself getting wrapped into after parties and, and side adventures and post wedding hikes and then, you know, like that kind of stuff. Do you have any good stories? You know, even as I read through your bio, it's like, you know, you've climbed, you know, 14,000 foot mountains, by the way, I know nothing about a lot of things. Climbing mountains is one of those. So I don't even know <laughs> if that's tall or not. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't know that that could be a mountain or that could be, you know, it's pretty tall. But, yeah. Okay, good. Cool. So, but like, you know, glaciers and, and wading in neck deep water. And, and so I'm just curious, I'd love to hear maybe a, a story or two of some of your favorite, you know, elopement stories, adventures. Yeah. Oh man. That's it's, I, people ask me that and it's, it's, it's really hard to, to pick even a handful because like, I'm not going to lie. I absolutely love what I do. And I, the thing with elopements for me is every single time I get to be a part of a day, especially for me personally, I love two person. Uh, um, I love two person elopements. I photograph probably about half, you know, intimate weddings, something under uh, under under twenty people, um, which I I would still call an elopement, an elopement style wedding. It has that you know the focus is still about the couple. Real quick, I just want to make sure I understand this. So, so when you say you photograph uh, a half of them are just two pe- two person weddings, that means no guests. It's just the the couple that you're photographing. Yes. There's no one else in attendance, and that's like more maybe uh, a dictionary uh, OG definition of elopement sure. without the running away kind of component uh, from society <laughs> or, yes. or family. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think like a two person wedding is probably, yeah, that OG definition of elopement that most people think of. Although like I myself and like my business and I think a lot of people also call a lot like an intimate wedding of 10, 15 people can also be an elopement. I call them elopements. My couples self-identify the fact that they're eloping with 10 people. So um, it's, it, it's a really interesting term to try to put like a box around. Um, but yeah, like half of, half of what I do is just two people. The other half is, you know, two, three to, 
you know, 20, 20 people, I've roundabout found that I think the sort of line ish is probably about 20 people. I think it's really hard to be. And I think it just, it's really hard to be intentional, like actually intentional and actually spend time with more than 20 people. It just gets the, the, the logistics and just the dynamics just start to get a little complicated after that. Um, so like I said, there's not actually a line, but if I had to draw one, it'd probably be somewhere around there. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, like probably some of my favorite, I mean, I can't even say favorite because at, like every single time I'm a part of in, 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 in particular, a, like a two person elopement, just the, the first time I photographed a two person elopement, uh, Ben, it like, it just like blew me over. Like I got in my car and I cried my eyes out afterwards, like genuinely. It was like, oh my God, like I am the only other person here witnessing this couple get married. Like they just said their vows. They just got married and I was the only person there to tell them congratulations. And I am like the only person who's taken a photo of this couple on their wedding day. Like I am just blown away with like how honored like I feel and like I feel that way every single time I photograph an elopement like it hasn't like gotten stale or gotten old at all and so it's you know it's so hard to pull out a story but if you know but a few that like stick out like um I was in uh Namibia last November so about that, a, a year quick, ago that is a made up name that is some <laughs> island in avatar <laughs> well, yeah. you were where Namibia it's where a, Namibia? Namibia is a country in the southern part of the African continent so it's just kind of north northwest of South Africa so um it's next to Botswana um it's an absolutely incredible country like Hands down, hands down, one of the coolest places I've ever been to. I've been to about 40 countries and Namibia like is definitely in the top three, hands down. It like, I've just never seen a desert like Namibia. I mean, just absolutely mind blowing landscapes, like sand dune fields going straight into the sea, like 500 foot tall sand dunes going into the ocean like um bright red sand dunes with like white clay flats and like dark dead trees poking through them um atosha national park there is you know in the top three places to safari in the world like elephants i saw lions mating you know 20 feet from our jeep like it was nuts And so, like, I, it was just, I think it sticks out because it's completely different than, you know, photographing in the mountains here. Like, I'm obsessed with mountains, but it was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm taking wedding photos with, like, giraffes and zebras right now. I'm sorry, I say zebra. My husband is Scottish and he, like, his, his pronunciation rubs off on me in some things because they, you know, in the UK, they call them zebras. Anyway. Uh, so, um, and so this couple, she was from Estonia and he was from South Africa. And I'm not going to lie. When I first got their inquiry, I thought it was a scam. Like it literally sounded like a scam. Like, hi, I'm this guy from South Africa. My wife, you know, my fiance is from Estonia. Can I wire you this, this, this deposit? Cause my bank won't connect with PayPal. Like it definitely did not <laughs> seem legit. Like I, like it really was like, I feel like I'm getting scammed here. Like this doesn't even seem real. Um, this couple was so incredible. They met and 
like um, lived and worked um, at sea. Like they worked, they were like staff on a yacht together. Um, And so they had like been all over the entire world and like had been everywhere. And like when I was trying to help them pick an elopement location, like we were all over the map. We were talking about the Alps. We were talking about Canada. We were talking about somewhere in the U.S. Like we were just bouncing everywhere. And then we ended up settling on Namibia (laughs) of all of, of like of all places. So they I was working with them together collectively to plan their elopement in Namibia Um, But then the groom, he side contacted me about doing a surprise proposal for her a week before their elopement. So she had no idea that I was coming out a week before in a completely different part of the country because they were like traveling around the whole country. And Namibia is huge. It's like very sparsely like populated, incredible scenery, but it's huge. So like I met them and like photographed her surprise proposal like a week before their elopement. And then we did this shoot on these sand dunes the next day. And she didn't even know she was going to be putting on her wedding attire and getting photos in this part of, 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 of Namibia. Cause she, I wasn't supposed to see her until a week later when they got married um, at a private game reserve for their safari elopement. Um, but like this, the, 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 this couple, like I basically got to spend a week, w- w- like a week with them, um, yeah. you know, from the time, like photographing their proposal, spending a couple of days with them there. Um, and then we did some traveling in between um, my, my fiance and I, we were, you know, jeeping around with a truck and a roof tent and like camping and, um, and so like we ended up running into them like two separate times at other spots between where they got, where they got, where their proposal was and their elopement. Um, and so I just, yeah, I got so close to this couple and like the depth of relationship that I was able to build with them. You know, I mean, I basically spent pretty much like four days with them and, you know, over the course of, of a whole week, it was and just the the setting of it and it being so different, like that was that one stands out as just so you know just unique, basically. So that's a I love it. That's it's a story. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's wild when you get to spend a week with just two people. You yeah, know, there's something that really connects you. Look, we're gonna stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, so, do you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, you're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so, one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting. Right. Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds, and then the best part is uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. File expenses even quicker. Uh, keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. Like, as your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 
24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography. And then enter six-figure photography in the section where it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, enter six-figure photography. You're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. What are some of the unique challenges that you find being an elopement only photographer? Like if there's someone who's listening right now, that's that that's that you've 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 piqued their curiosity, right? They're like, holy hell, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should consider that or consider offering such a thing. What are some of the unique challenges that they need to be aware of in stepping into that space? Yeah. Um Weather is a huge one because I exclusively photograph outdoor elopements um, and dealing with weather and the unpredictable nature of nature is uh, a huge, huge challenge. I mean, this past summer, um, my uh, one of the other photographers uh, that, that works with me, Amber, was photographing, you know, was due to photograph an elopement in Yosemite. And like the day before their elopement, when she got there, like the park closed for the wild wildfire, and so, oh my goodness, yeah. uh, so like with you know with twelve hours to spare, like um, we basically completely uh, replanned their entire intimate wedding of about ten people and moved it from Yosemite to Big Sur, um, and like coming up with kind of last minute backup plans and changing things and being able to pivot on a moment's notice and being flexible. And I think it's more, more important than having a really good plan A is having like a really good plan B and C and D. And <laughs> I love that. That's like the quote from this. More important than having a really good plan A is having a really good plan B. What a great quote. It, 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 it really is. Like particularly with destination elopements where a lot of times you don't know the exact logistical situation, even if you have talked to everyone, even if you've researched to the nth degree, there's some things you just don't know. Like I was in uh, Chile in the Atacama Desert earlier this year, back in January. And like we had a plan for where we were going to go. But then like we met our Airbnb owner and got to talking to him and he ran a tour company there. And I was like, well, this is what we're doing. He was like, oh my gosh, that's cool. But did you know there's this whole spot over here that no one goes to, but it's amazing. And so like we changed their entire elopement plan the night before because we found out this other spot that was just like even cooler. That was a local secret that you're not going to find block like on Google or, you know, even with all the context that I already had and, and was, and was chatting to there. So flexibility and like the ability to pivot on a moment's notice is like huge. Like that doesn't, that's not a skill I acquired to be photographing big weddings. Like that's for sure. Um, but, uh, I think the other one is I, um, I think, uh, like couples, um, I've had a lot of people review me, um, after the end of the process and just say like, Hey, like, I didn't realize that we weren't getting only a photographer. We were getting like a best friend and like a marriage counselor and a wedding planner and like a cheerleader and all of these other things. Like the, 
the way that you're able to like emotionally support couples and like, it's, it's a really powerful thing to be the person who says like, you have permission to get married this way. Like it's okay. Like you can, like this day is supposed to be about you. And I think even on the first call with couples and then throughout the process of helping them develop a timeline and figure out how they were going to dream up their whole their whole elopement day, or I photograph a lot of two, like uh, a lot of multi, like multi-day elopements. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's a much more like emotionally intense, and um, you know, the relationships that are built are so much deeper than just being a vendor that kind of shows up and shoots to a big wedding kind of, I felt, I felt like a kind of a cog in a machine when I was a big wedding photographer. Like I'm the help, I'm the vendor. And like, I always wanted to build those kind of deeper relationships. And I know there are wedding, big wedding photographers that do, don't get me wrong. Um, But for me, like I have really found like a space to feel like I can actually help people as an elopement photographer and being able to, have a couple at the end of the day say like, wow, we li- literally did not know this location existed until we hired you. We had no, like you saw more for us, for our, for our, for our elopement day. Like you actually cared about our elopement day and like, you know, pushed, not pushed, but like inspired and gave us permission to have a day like that was 10 times better than we were even thinking like we deserved when we first started planning this process. Like you gave us a vision like for a day that we didn't even know that was perfect for us. Like, you know, like bit, bit, you know, you have the opportunity as an elopement photographer to like make a couple's wedding day 10 times the experience that it would be if you weren't a part of that day. And like, that is incredibly fun and fulfilling and exciting. And like, I'll never get over how awesome that is personally. So when you're stepping into this type of stuff, uh, multi-day events, the traveling or not traveling, I mean, how how do you begin to price out elopements? And I imagine, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but some some are probably rather short, right? It, like maybe the more local ones there in Colorado, that it's not uh, a, a huge traveling thing, like the example that you gave earlier of the, the couple that you traveled weeks with or a week with, you know? Um, how do you go about even beginning to price it? Sure. So I, there's, I think uh, I love talking about pricing elopements because I think there are a lot of myths floating around in the industry about how to price elopements. Um, I think the biggest myth that really bothers me and that I really like to dispel is the myth that that elopements are less work than big weddings and they should therefore like be charged less like because they take less work on the photographer's part so I should charge less for them and I think that goes hand in hand with like the idea that that eloping couples uh don't have the budget or like really budget conscious and like don't want to pay for photography that they're eloping because they don't have the money for a big wedding and therefore you can't charge as much for elopements as big weddings. And like both of those are 100% false. (laughs) So, um, I mean, first of all, I I don't believe that pricing should be determined by the amount of hours that you work on something. Um, and so it, it, it like, you know, I do a very like value-based pricing model in the sense of like, I actually think elopement photos 
are worth more than big wedding photos. Um, I really do because like the, if you think about the value that the couple is getting from an elopement photographer, it's significantly more than the value a couple gets from a big wedding photographer, just due to the, just due to the nature of like, um, the amount of work that it is. I mean, as an elopement photographer, I'm not just a photographer. I like do a huge amount of like the planning side of it. And like, yes, there are elopement planners popping up, but in a sense of like, lo- like the, the location scouting and like helping a couple like find the spot that they say their vows, like that value, like most couples having big weddings don't get that value from their photographer. Number two, like most couples having big, big weddings, even if you have an unplugged ceremony, like there are a lot of people with cameras hanging out at your wedding. Like there are other people taking photos that you're going to, you know, have to also remember your day in addition to your professional wedding photographer's photos at an elopement, like your, like your, your, your photographer is 100% responsible for how you remember your elopement day because they are the only person documenting it. The only photos that exist of my wedding day, I eloped in Peru, um, earlier this year on January 1st. And like the only photos that exist of it were taken by, were taken by, by Amber and like the val, like how meaningful and how valuable those images are to me, I think is significantly heightened because there's literally no one else there. No one saw it with their own eyeballs. No one witnesses it. No one, no one witnessed it except us. No one has the memory of that day in their minds except us. And so the only way that we can communicate what our day was like to every single person in my life that I care about is through those images. So they are supremely valuable. And, um, and so, um, when it comes to pricing, um, elopements, like I really, I really think it's, it is a bad idea when I see photographers pricing elopements less than big weddings, because it communicates to a couple your day is not as valuable. Your photos that you're receiving from me before your elopement are not as valuable than uh, than the photos that someone r- would receive from me from a big wedding. I think it it communicates uh, something really unfortunate and not not helpful <laughs> in the slightest to couples who are eloping. Like couples who are eloping, they value their day. Like they care about the experience of their day so much that, you know, they're going to deal with the backlash from whatever family member might be upset that they're eloping. They're going to, you know, go out on a limb and make the brave choice to elope because they care about the experience of their day. And like, they care about how it's documented too. And so I think when, I think I see a lot of photographers pricing elopements as really as photo shoots, not as weddings. Um, and thinking, well, it's, you know, they're basically just in wedding clothes. Like, how is it different than a photo shoot? And um, I think, you know, I, I when I start, first started photographing elopements and I was looking around, seeing how other people were pricing them, it really didn't make sense to me because I was like, well, why shouldn't a couple you know, get full day coverage of their elopement. Like it's still their wedding day. It's still going to be the day that they remember and look back on in their, on their anniversary for the rest of their life. Like it's still the day they freaking got married. Like why shouldn't they have just as many uh, photos and like have the whole experience of their day documented? Like it's standard for big weddings to have eight, 10, 12 hours. Like why shouldn't that be the standard for elopements, why are people just treating someone's wedding day as a glorified photo shoot? And like, 
that personally bothered me because I care about elopements. And I think that they're one of the most beautiful, incredible ways to get married. And I think they deserve the documentation and the storytelling. And I think the fact that I tell couples that when I get them on the phone and I'm, 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 I'm able to say like, hey, no, like I know other photographers may have told you like, you only need two or three hours. I'm telling you, like, think big. Let's think bigger than that. Like, let's think about the day that you get married as not just a set of vows and a photo shoot, but as like a whole experience. Like, imagine the best day for the two of you from start to finish. Like, like right, right, like right now, think about it. Like, w- you know, what would it look like when you got up? What would the view look like outside? What would you want to eat for for breakfast? What would you want to do and go and see and experience? What kind of adventures would you want to have together on that day? Like, dream up the most perfect day for the two of uh for for the two of you from start to finish, from sun up to sundown, and like what would be the most perfect, unforgettable experience? And at some point in there, you'll be in an amazing place and it'll be stunning and you'll say your vows and you will get married. But like your wedding day is is your wedding day. Like this is not just a glorified photo shoot. And I love expanding both like couples minds about that and photographers minds about that because you know, there's so much opportunity to create so much value for couples. And I think a lot of photographers are undervaluing elopements. And I think it communicates to couples that they don't care about elopements as much as big weddings because price is an indicator of value. And so um, anyway, uh, as far as how I go about pricing elopements. Um, so, you know, when I very first started, like, yes, I, I, I did do two hour elopements um, occasionally, but they always felt so, it always felt like I, I always felt bummed out at the end of that two hours being like, man, Why is that? I, I always felt bummed that that's all that they got, that that was the only, like the, that was their wedding day. Like, and that that's all that they got as far as photos. Like, I think it would, you know, just th- think about a big wet, like someone having a big wedding and saying, I only think I, you know, need or deserve or want two hours of photos. Like most photographers would be like, what are you kidding? You know, but how cool this like getting, you know, like, what about, you know, your mom zipping you into your dress? And like, what about this? And like, what about your first look? And don't you want portraits here? And like, what about photos with, with, with your family? And what about your reception and your dance? And like, you know, all of those moments like happen on elopement days. They don't look the same, but like it's still a day where a couple still celebrates. They still get ready. They still a lot. I, I photograph a lot of first looks for her elopements. They still have a ceremony. Oftentimes, that ex- the ceremony includes like an amazing adventure to get there. Um, you know, and you know, for for elopements that have that have you know maybe ten guests, there's still family photos. There's still those. There, there, there's still those those moments. There's still a celebration. They still go to dinner. They still have drinks. They still do their first dance around a campfire, whatever it is. Like the 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 actual things may look a little bit different, but it's still like a story worth documenting. And I think that's something that like that photographers miss, and therefore like couples miss. Um, you know, and so I don't think that it's it's cu- couples aren't undervaluing what they, you know, aren't undervaluing their day. And therefore, you know, I, I think a lot of couple, a lot of couples go in and inquire with us thinking that they just need two hours and then their mind gets expanded and they realize like, whoa, I didn't even know it was an option, but heck yeah, I need 12 hours on this day and four hours the next day. Like, um, 
So it, it really, yeah, when, when I first started photographing elopements and I was only doing two hour um, shoots, it, yeah, it just didn't feel good to me. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it almost felt like an emotional one night stand of just like, sure. wow, within two hours, like I have met a couple, witnessed their wedding ceremony, taken photos of them and said goodbye. Like it really didn't feel good to me. It didn't feel as fulfilling in the slightest as like what I do now. So we, the lowest, um, the lowest package that we offer for local elopements is four hours, even for just a two person elopement. Um, and, but I would say hardly, I would say not very many couples book that maybe less than 10%. Almost everyone else goes for it, you know, at least eight, although we do a lot of 12 and a lot, a lot of 12 full day, like absolutely full day elopements. Um, and then particularly for destinations, we do a lot of day and a half and two and full, two full day elopements. Yeah. Well, and then how are you factoring in travel and that kind of stuff? Sure. So, um, for travel, um, I think it's really simple. If you want to travel more, like you need to ship for free. Like you need to be Amazon prime. You need to have travel rolled into your pricing. If you want to travel more, like if you want couples to pay for your travel, roll it into your pricing, do not have extra travel fees that I am extremely sure about. Um, you know, like couples love looking at one single price and, and seeing that your, you know, that your travel is included because it almost feels like they're not paying for your travel if it's all rolled into one single price. Like, you know, it's the same concept with Amazon Prime. Like you look at something that's $30 with free shipping, you're like, great, that's awesome. It's free shipping, sweet. You look at something that's $25 with $4.99 shipping, you're like, nope, where's the Amazon Prime option? Like not buying that. And, um, you know, and so I, you know, if you want, uh, if, if a couple is looking at two photographers and one may be local and one is, and, and, and one may be local and, and one is not, and let's say that you are, you are priced higher, let's say by the difference of a, by the difference of a travel fee from a local photographer, you, I, you know, couples don't, uh, don't just always pick the lower price photographer, obviously. Like that's, you know, not how people make decisions about their wedding. It's not a commodity decision. They're making decisions, you know, they're, they are, you know, they're ego expressive decisions. Like the type the photographer that someone picks for their wedding day says something about them. And so they want to make the right choice. Um, and so, you know, because, uh, but what, what happens when, you know, like, when you roll your, when you roll your travel fees into your pricing, um, that, you know, couples don't necessarily know exactly how much they're paying for your travel. Like it's all lumped into the value that they are getting. And the thing is, is if you price travel separately, like it gives no value to a couple for you to fly somewhere. Yes, it costs you money, but it's actually not giving them any more value than like you showing up at, at, at your wedding front, you showing up at their elopement, having flown across the country versus a local elopement photographer driving five minutes to get to their elopement. Like the value to the couple is the same. Like, so they shouldn't feel like they're paying more because they're not actually getting more value out of it. So I have found that Couples will fly you pretty much anywhere if you roll your travel into your pricing versus charging it on the side or on top. So, 
Do you have tiers for that, like in the U.S., out of the U.S., or local? I do, yeah. So, um, you know, the, 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 a lot of people ask, like, well, how do you figure out how much you travel? You know, it costs different amounts of money to travel to different places. So, yeah, so we have one pricing bucket, you know, within Colorado or um, Tori, our other photographer, is based in Washington. So she has a Washington slash Oregon price. We have a Colorado price. Um, and then we have a within the U.S. price. And the way you do that is you, you know, pick – pick your 10 most popular destinations and, you know, do a travel quote for each of them at three different times of year, add it all up, average it out. You have an average price, bump it up a little bit to make sure that you're covered. And over the course of the year, like, yeah, maybe occasionally your travel will cost a little bit more than you technically charge for it. But a lot of times it'll actually cost a lot less and it'll average out over the year. Um, and it just, the simplicity of it is absolutely worth it. And it like, you will get hired to travel so much more if you're not charging travel fees or like people aren't waiting on travel quotes from you, that it's just simple. They're like, Oh, you pay and you take care of all your own travel and you have to think about it. It's done. There's no extra fees. Great. Like the psychology around that is super, uh, super important. Then we have an international destination rate as well which is, you know, can wide, can vary widely, like wildly. <laughs> and so, um, but we, we do the exact same thing. I mean, we, we travel a lot to Europe, a lot to Iceland, a lot to uh, Central America, you know, and so there's, you know, there's a, the occasional outlier that, yeah, like we'll probably end up paying a little bit more out of pocket occasionally to go to New Zealand or something. Um, but over the course of the year and the amount that we get booked at the prices that we already get booked because we're not operating on zero margins, um, it, you know, it ends up working out. So. I love this. Maybe I've got a question. I, this is something that, again, I just know photographers would love, like, this is like the dream. I think for a lot of people, it's not my dream, actually. actually it was funny. There was a, there was a, a photography group. Um, oh, I can't even remember which one it was, but they, they, they asked, uh, in the group, like, what is your like dream, your bucket list, like, uh, goal, you know, for photography and everyone in there is pretty much saying, I'd like to travel. I want to do elopements. I want to travel. I want to go to Paris. I want to you do know, all these things. Right. And like my dream is to only photograph 10K weddings at most 30 minutes away from my house. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, <laughs> like, that's a like, great that's dream. Right, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a twin two-year-olds and, and a five-year-old daughter. So like my life's very different. Yeah, like that's that's currently the goal. But but I think that there's so many times we're listening that that this is just like, oh, what it would be to to do what you've pulled off is is something that um, is on their bucket list and and I I have a question this is a challenging question um, but so you you have three and and you're in Colorado and Washington and Portland did I miss anything there uh, yeah so um, Amber and I were in Colorado I'm in Fort Collins she's in Estes Park and Tori she's in Seattle so there's three of us okay cool yeah. So you're in, you are in locations that do get frequented for elopements. And my question is for the photographer who's listening that is in Ohio, <laughs> like myself, or, or, they're, or they're not, they're not in that type of a, a space. How critical is that to the success that you've had? Is it possible to be an elopement photographer uh, and not? live in a location like that? 
Absolutely. Like the answer is yes, for sure. Um, I, I, I will say that my location isn't negligible. Like, of course it has an impact on, you know, it's great to only be an hour from Rocky Mountain National Park. You know, it's great that Tory in Seattle has access to Olympic and Rainier and the North Cascades, like that isn't negligible, but that has a lot to do with our brand and like our lifestyle design and like what type of couples we are trying to attract. Um, And I think there is a myth that like elopements have to be one outdoorsy, like, you know, there are so many couples who I'm, you know, who aren't outdoorsy. They just aren't like, there are a lot of couples who think the idea of hiking 10 miles for their elopement, which we do a lot of is like, sounds like an awful idea. Like, (laughs) like genuinely, I mean, um, I think, I, I, I think it's easy to look at Instagram and look at people traveling to dreamy destinations and think that that's the only way to be an elopement photographer or to be a wedding photographer really too. So, um, I, I mean, I'll go back to what I said earlier is like people who want to elope are everywhere and people can and will and want to elope everywhere. It's not just Yosemite. It's not just Iceland. It's not just Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, and um, so, so, so one, like people elope everywhere. And I think that people just need to be, to be shown that it's an option. And so if you're in Nebraska, um, let's just say, and, um, you're like, man, all I have to shoot around here is cornfields. Like (laughs) I'm just making up. I've never been to Nebraska. Um, so, um, (laughs) and, uh, and, um, you know, there are a lot of people who live in Nebraska and a certain percentage of them are not going to feel like a big wedding is for them. Like there's a certain amount of people that for a lot of different reasons, I mean, people elope for lots of different reasons. Like I actually did, did a survey of like 200 couples, um, about like, I wanted to know the real reasons why couples elope, not just like why I think couples elope. I wanted to actually know why. And so I had the data codified, but, um, you know, the number one reason that couples elope is because they want an experience that's just about them. Like they want their wedding day to actually be about them. They don't want to be the center of attention. They don't want to have all this stress and anxiety. They don't value like the stuff of a big wedding. They don't care about bridesmaid dress colors and what high heels they're wearing and what their table decor looks like. They don't want any of that. Um, they want something authentic, intimate, and and intentional. Um, and like they value the experience of, 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 of their day over stuff. Like when I actually surveyed couples and why people elope, like none of those reasons say because they like want to be in a dreamy destination. Like it doesn't actually, elopements don't actually have anything to do with the location. And I, I think, you know, because I do what I do and I do travel a lot and I do go to, go to a lot of destinations that that can get lost, like that, that, it can feel like, oh, I can't shoot elopements unless I'm one that's traveled to Yosemite all the time. And that's, that's just not true. Um, and so, um, people elope everywhere. People want to have backyard elopements. People want to go to that spot that they met and elope there because that's meaningful to them. And like, that's a huge reason people elope, uh, too. Like I know several very successful elopement photographers, you know, the one that pops into my mind is like Colby and Jess and like they live in Missouri 
and they are everywhere. They are shooting all over the place. They don't shoot in Missouri much, um, but like they love the destination life and love traveling. And, um, and they do that and they go all over the world and they're based in Missouri. And like, I can't, I can't think of a single photo I've seen of theirs that is in Missouri because they're always all over the place. So like one, it's totally possible to, if, if you don't live in what's considered like a destination elopement place, um, one, it's totally possible to travel too. If you don't want to, to travel, it's absolutely possible to, to craft a local elopement, um, like, like a, a, a local elopement market, like, you know, um, the interest for elopements around the world has quadrupled in the past five years. If you look at Google trends, like people are four times, like there are four times as many people interested in them now than now than five years ago. And it's just in- increasing. And I think the fact that like more people are just knowing about it is, um, is, 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 is a huge reason for that. I think in an Instagram photographer bubble, it's easy to think that everyone knows that eloping is an option it's not like, you know, still most normal, normal humans I meet who are non-photographers. When I tell them I'm an elopement photographer, they're like, what? Say, say what? You, you do what now? <laughs> like, it is not common. It really isn't. Like most of the couples we photograph, they're the only person they know who has eloped. And so, um, you, you know, there is so much opportunity here and it's not just for destination states. Like it's, it is, it, it's like saying you can't be a wedding photographer unless you live in a wedding destination. Like that's just not true either. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love that uh, explanation, Maddie. I think it's incredible. Listen, you're an inspiration. There's, there's gonna be a lot of people that are going to love this episode. Uh, I'm excited to get it out to them and I'm excited to get them introduced to you and what you're up to. So Maddie May, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah. So, um, my, you know, elopement photography business is, it it used to be Maddie May photo, but we rebranded about a year ago to adventure instead. And, uh, so that's, you can find us at adventureinstead.com. Our Instagram is adventure instead also. Um, but more excitingly, um, I absolutely love, love teaching, um, photographers how to get into elopements, how to get started. I think that's the question I'm asked all the time is like, what would be the one thing you would recommend, you know, to just get started in photographing elopements? And so I run a free Facebook group for um, for for elopement photographers and for people who just are considering, you know, trying to figure out if elopements might be the right thing for them. It's called Weddings and Wanderlust Adventure Photographers. So you can find that Facebook group um, and join. There's like 70, almost like 7,500 photographers in it at the moment. And I post, you know, free videos in there, free education all the time. Um, earlier this year, I also released like the very first, like all in one comprehensive course about how to become an elopement photographer. Um, so that launched earlier this year and it's going to relaunch and be available for sale again, um, on November 26th. So from November 26th to December 3rd of this year, 2019, like it will be available again for sale. The, uh, the, you know, what people like, it's been so exciting for me, like so incredibly exciting since that course got released. I feel like every day, every other day in the VIP group for that course, that there's someone saying, 
oh my gosh, guys, I got my first elopement inquiry or like, oh my gosh, guys, I booked my first elopement. It's in Moab. I'm so excited. Like this has been my dream. Like I feel so fulfilled. Like I can't wait, you know, for like for, for, for that day. I'm so excited. And like, I, I remember that feeling for me and like how much fulfillment I found being an elopement photographer. And like, that is what I'm all about creating. I think there's so much room and like so much space over here, like, you know, even with three photographers, we cannot even try to photograph all the elopements that there are out there. And so, um, yeah, so, you know, the, you, you can find everything about that elopement photographer course at adventureinsteadacademy.com. So. Awesome. Maddie Bay, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here and sharing all your stories, your knowledge, your insight on, on, on elopement photography. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Ben. It was great to talk to you. Yeah. You guys, I listen, I keep saying it. This was rad. You're yeah, you're going to lead this up and love it. And, uh, and I'm excited for you guys. I'm so glad I got a chance to interview Maddie May. I will see you guys in that group. Uh, that I'll, Maddie, I'm going to be joining it. Sweet. If that's okay with you. Yeah. I'm not all in on elopements, but I still do my <laughs> handful every year. And uh, I'm excited to see you guys there. Um, I, listen, I just, I want you guys to know podcast listeners. I'm talking to you right now, not Maddie May. I'm talking to you. I really like you. And I'm so glad that you listened to this episode and the rest of, of any content I produce. I just appreciate your attention, your time. Uh, and, and I just want you to know that. So thank you so much. And I will see you on the next episode of the SFE podcast. Bye everybody.